welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Welcome to Episode 86, Wine Road here with you. Today, our guest from Christopher Creek is Mike Brunson, winemaker, and I'm sure many other jobs under your hat I was going to say winemaker well. extraordinaire. Winemaker extraordinaire, <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Wow. We're glad to have him here. So let's see. I do want to mention that we have another sponsor for our podcast, which I just am so excited. They are rolling in the sponsors. I know. know. People are finally listening and loving us. So it's actually Visit Santa Rosa, and that's the website, visitsantarosa.com. And um, there's just so much to do in the town of Santa Rosa. I think that, you know, Sonoma County is huge, and a lot of people know Healdsburg for all the great little boutiques and the wine tasting around the square and um, but Santa Rosa is really the hub of Sonoma County and lots of great beer, lots of great restaurants, great family-centric. There's the Snoopy. Um, Snoopy, Snoopy, Safari West. Safari There's West. There's so much going on that There's a children's museum. meet the eye at first. Luther Burbank Center, the gardens, Luther Burbank Gardens. So anyway, visit SantaRosa.com. Great resource. Yeah. So before the uh, we started the podcast, we were talking to Mike a little bit, and I was saying how I first got, of you know, came to know Christopher Creek was through their orange wine. And we were talking a little bit about how I just thought it was just delicious and how it's kind of a new category coming up, even though it's very ancient, it's new. And so maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But Mike also brought a wine under his label, and we'll talk about the Christopher Creek label as well. Mm -hmm. So tell me, before we jump into Christopher Creek, tell me about your label. Uh, Brunstone Productions. It's uh, me and a, a really good buddy, Tony, that I've been working with off and on for the last 20 years. Here and there when we make some wines, uh, that's a 13 Carignan that we did from Alexander Valley. Love uh, Carignan. Me too, that's actually. That's such a beautiful grape, and what a cool label this is. Thanks. Yeah, we're uh, both musicians uh, for the last 20 years. We've been getting together every single Monday at a wow. hill up on Bradford Mountain and wow. playing original music. And so... Making all the wildlife happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the distant neighbors happy that they're not close. Um, yeah, it's it's original rock and roll. Um, cool. So yeah, we, uh, we've been doing that for about 20 years, and there's a couple other guys in the band who are in the industry as well. Um, so yeah. we'll, we'll put a late, we'll hook up a picture of this on our website, but the label I'll describe is... It's a uh, volume knobs like a, it's like on a you know control board, but I'm surprised, Mike. There's no eleven. There, well, we you know we were gonna <laughs> want we to go like, to the oh, joke. Yeah, <laughs> didn't want to force it. Does, it does bring it up. But I bet sure. that's that looks great. Oh, thanks, thanks so much. For yeah, it up. we we were we had fun making it. So that's that's the most that's important what part. counts. Yeah, for sure. So we probably should talk about the wine, but tell me again about this uh, band. Do you guys play in other places, or you just play for yourselves, or what? Um, yeah, we come down off the mountain occasionally. Um, you know, we play local places. We before Bergamont closed, we played there. Um, we play uh, the Forestville Club, um, places like that's that. That's a happening place. That's a happening place, <laughs> especially uh, when we come in. So the name of the band is uh, Willis Road. It's the name of the road that goes up to uh, the the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it a studio, but it's re- it's not as nice as this. It's um, <laughs> it's a. Richard's in there going, thank you. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's essentially a metal shed, just like the outside of this, but the inside is much different. It's more like a car shop, mm-hmm. you know. It used to be a car shop. A guy restored cars there that lived there before, and so my buddy is actually um, lives on the property, and so oh, cool. we've been going up there for yeah twenty. Oh my so 20 when I'm flipping cool. through the paper, I see Willis Road. I know. Come to go. Come go to see the show. us. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, 
like I said, it's five of us and uh, oh, nice. all original stuff. Occasionally we'll throw in a cover, but that's a rarity. Yeah. yeah. Original stuff. That is awesome. How great is that? Mm-hmm. Original so, wine, original mm-hmm. music. Yeah. So tell us, uh, we should get focused on some wine. People are listening <laughs> about wine. And Marcy did bring up the orange wine. So how is it that you decided that orange wine would be something that you should do at Christopher Creek? Um, well, actually, um, Dominic, one of the owners of Christopher Creek, went over to the country of Georgia and came back with this newfound desire and uh, excitement for orange wine. And so he was like talking to Tony and I about it and we were like, well, why don't we just make some? And he was like, oh, you can you can do that? And we're like, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with uh, Viognier. seemed like a, a good one yeah. uh-huh. um, because of the potential tannins and um, phenolic makeup of the skins was like, okay, this is going to be good. Um, but having not done it before, we really didn't know how long we were going to leave it on skins and how much extraction and all this sort of stuff. And so you know, we went for it and um, it ended up being 10 days on skins because we still weren't feeling and tasting the the texture that we wanted from the That really gives it some oomph. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's surprising how much uh, potential uh, tannin. And it can age. Assignments. They and, yeah. really gives it aging potential too. And white wine. Yeah. yeah. So we did that and we, I think we ended up going 14 months in barrel and then we pulled it out, bottled it. And like about six months later, we had a winemaker dinner and it paired with pretty much everything across yeah. the table. They're it so versatile. Yeah. yeah. And uh, But most of all, it paired really well with this uh, vinegar-based salad dressing on this beautiful green salad, which is always a problem mm-hmm. in the wine base. Right. It's what do you do with vinegar? Right. How do you – so this – an orange wine actually does a really good job at sort of standing up to it. So um, that's where we had this ah oh, moment. Yes. And – so we, that was a Viognier, and then the following year we did a Chardonnay. So now we do a Viognier and a Chardonnay each nice. year. Yeah. Nice. I've got to come tr- try. To, so I think I tried, maybe it was 2016 vintage. Or, okay. Yeah, so I need to try the new vintage. So orange wine is not made from oranges. Let's no, clarify that. No, it's not. It's actually just. <laughs> it um, is in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the easiest way to put it, it's, it's white, white grapes fermented like red grapes. Like you would. It's skin contact. So, yeah, some people say skin contact or amber. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different uh, euphemisms for it. Right. But orange wine, because it has that beautiful amber orange color. It does. In some cases. In the case of our Chardonnay in 17, it was a, it was kind of light. It's not really orangey. Right. Um, like rosé. You yeah. have this right, range right. of colors. Range yeah, of colors. exactly. Yeah. So, um, but the flavor profile is the yes, determining the factor flavor, there. I love orange wines because of that flavor profile. It's so nimble. It goes, like you yeah. said, it can pair if anything surprisingly well. It doesn't compete, but it totally supports. Right. And yeah, I could drink it all the time. So yeah. we started hearing about orange wines a while ago, a couple of wineries here and there. So we actually put a call out to all of our wine road members. And we have about six at the time that produced an orange wine. So we brought them all in. And Marcy, who you know travels the world tasting, writing about wines, did a really great uh, tasting and posted a blog that is on our um it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. On the, <laughs> so you can search. If you just search Wine Road Orange Wine, the blog post should show up. And it's it was great. I mean, it really turned a lot of people on to, you know, trying something new. I think we should revisit that because I think mm-hmm. more of our members are making it. And also, you see it more on wine lists. You see a category. It, yeah, it surprises yeah, me because I see it really, there. a couple of years ago, I don't think you would have seen it. But yeah. we have traveled together now and seen it on wine lists. And like, wow, like wine. how it came about, Dominic goes to Georgia, like the cradle of wine. 
of course you would get excited because that's where it really began. So you're drinking the best and the most experienced, but I think that whole knowledge base is traveling around and yeah. um, it really is interesting. So yeah, bravo, making the orange wine. Yeah, the other the other point to that is that uh, if you have a wine club that's you know a strong wine club, one of the things you need to do is to keep them interested in products yes. that you're you're making and and showing that we're we're having a good time while we do it. Right. Um, you know, we we make forty two different wines at Christopher Creek, and that's over eight thousand cases. So, I mean, you can do the math. Everything's small lot. Wow. Um, so that was another reason we're like, okay, this is actually another add on that we can give to these folks that keeps them and they're you're their in trusted intermediary doing. in the wine world. So, like, if I'm a member of a club and I don't, I trust you. Yeah. So it really helps people expand their palates, taste new things because they already have like a trusted person. To show them the way, right, so exactly. that's always helpful. Cool. Yeah. So, what was your path to winemaking? Did you did you graduate from high school and think I'm going to go to school to be a winemaker? Uh, n- <laughs> no, actually, I started uh, my first harvest was when I was a senior in high school. Oh wow! Um, working up on the Napa Sonoma County lines at this place called Sky Vineyards, and it's a little tiny place. If you haven't have if you haven't ever had their Zinfandel, it's Unbelievably good. Twenty one hundred feet above sea level. Oh, wow. Um, he built his barn from like Pier Twenty Two, I think it was. Oh and my gosh! This, I mean, he's a true artist. That's like uh, a high altitude zin. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Really yeah. is. He has uh, shard, Syrah, and zin up there. He did because um, uh, the fire actually came through and got his house, but not the winery and oh, some wow. of the vines. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's doing well. Um, Anyways, if you get a chance, Sky Vineyards, there's Zinfandel's killer. That's cool. cool. Yeah. As I was working, um, going to the JC, I, I continually was going up there and working because um, he'd pay me in wine, and I was 18. I was going to say, wait a minute, you were 18? Okay, I love that. <laughs> um, so he uh, he sort of uh, this greased his kids. Yeah, well, um, so he was like, uh, you know, this is great. I love having you work here. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. And it wasn't. Until Thanksgiving, uh, about a year later, my grandmother tried some of the wine, and she was like, oh, this is delicious. Where did this come from? And I was oh, like, wow. oh, I helped make that. And she was like, stick to it. And I was oh, like, my gosh. Wow. That is so cool. Um, Grandma knows best. Yeah, one year <laughs> in, you know. So it was one of those moments where I was like, ah, you know, that's cool. I mean, she didn't hand out compliments like that yeah. very often. Sometimes positive feedback from the most difficult people. No, I don't know yeah. your grandma. I'm sure yeah. she's not difficult. <laughs> sure, but, she's a lovely but you, woman. But you <laughs> know what I mean. You Sometimes you just need one person saying, this is right. Yeah, this totally. is good. Yeah. Because we have all these voices in our head and directions. So yeah. bravo to grandma. Bravo to grandma. <laughs> yeah. So it kept me on track. I moved down to Santa Cruz to go to UCSC and um, put myself through school working at wineries down there. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, moved back to Sonoma County, um, where I was born and raised, and uh, started right back in it. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break from winemaking for a little bit, but that wasn't. It just was very quick. I was like, no, I really enjoy this business yeah, and this industry, it. and I love the work. I love being inside and outside. Yeah, and, um, yeah, a lot of so. versatility to it. Yeah, that's what I do think. I mean, I'm not a winemaker, but I think that's what would be enjoyable to me is that it, it is a variety. It's not just it's not a desk job, and it's also not just being outside right. all the time. Exactly. It's a variety. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, I'm not at a big place, and I get to do uh, a little bit of everything. So What's really your nice. production a year there? Eight thousand. Oh my gosh, you yeah. are yeah. tiny. Yeah, yeah. that's a, and that's a that was last year, which was a big year. But um, yeah, we're 
everything's you know so you know there's cases. a lot of love in yeah. those eight thousand yeah, cases. yeah we we like to say we get intimate with the wines um not really but you know uh it's it's super fun um it's a super fun biz and the guys i work for dominic and joe and liam are great guys i mean we really are a symbiotic uh partnership there where um our strong suits and their strong suits might be different but we all kind of support each we other support in a really each good other. way right. um so yeah i i uh I, sonoma county is a, a great spot and if you traveled around the world there's a lot of beautiful wine regions, but um, Sonoma County is pretty special in, in the regard that, yeah. you know, even driving up here today, I was like, wow, look at, I had no idea that these vineyards were out here. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I mean, I live here and right. have friends just down the road. And I was yeah. like, wow. I mean, pretty big swaths of vineyards sure. too. Yeah. Um, there's so, a lot of Boleto around here too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it... I, you know, it's got that English muffin, the nooks and crannies. Right. You're like always kind of looking yeah. over the next nub. And That's walk. what's cool about living here. Like we always do the Sunday drive. We'll just mm -hmm. go out on a drive. And it's like I'm always astounded. Like places you don't know or you think you know an area. And then the vistas and each season brings something amazing. It's For sure. really a special place here. Mm -hmm. It is beautiful. I, I feel like... Um, I've talked about my favorite little drive a million times. People are probably already sick of it, but I'll just repeat it for <laughs> the heck of it. <laughs> for but those I, of I, you in the but, back. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't paying attention the first time. But I love being in Hillsburg and being able to head out West Side Road, like you said, through all the vineyards. It's spectacular. And then you end up in Guerneville and you're surrounded by redwoods and then you keep going and pretty soon there's pasture land and there's sheep and cows and then you're at the ocean. You're like, oh my God, that was one drive. Yeah. You know, just an hour. Yeah, and sure. it's it's amazing. It really is. I love it here. <laughs> we hit all we hit all the high points. Yeah, yeah, you definitely can do whatever you want to do. So, do you have favorite things in Sonoma County that you definitely like to do or if you have a friend who comes to town like someplace you for sure want to take them, whether it's a restaurant or a... the Healdsburg Plaza itself is actually a pretty sweet spot. I know. Um, I was just there last night for Tuesday night plaza the music. Right. And, um my brother-in-law who was just here, he's a retired Navy SEAL. Uh and we ended up out at the Russian River Pub because uh -huh. we had some food out there, yeah. and it was it was really fun and easy. Um, we were coming back from the coast, kind of doing the same drive you did. Mm -hmm. But, you know, local restaurants and stuff, I mean, I could go down a list. I mean, they're all really, really good. Um, but we were in Abachi League at Campo Fina. So, oh, no, that's um, hard, fun. I think just started. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's we'll be spending the next few weeks there uh, every Thursday. So, cool. yeah, I love that place. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask uh, for people coming to the tasting room, is it open or by appointment? How does it is. that work? You, yeah, you can come in. It's a neat location. I always say once you get on Limerick Lane, you've gone back 25 years. So right. There's not a lot of the big Yeah, you really you feel wineries. like you're it's really nice away from everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a great, it's a lot of great little wineries on that. It is. Street. And, you know, again, we're, we're so small that you do get a really personal touch. Uh, you get a, uh, you're greeted and you, that, that host is usually going to be with you pretty much the whole time you're there. It's, there is a tasting bar per se, but it's rare that people just stand there and we usually right. kind of go so more interactive. There's a big deck that overlooks a whole bunch of beautiful vineyards. Oh, and nice. so, um, yeah, 
I mean, there's it's part of the wine club perk is that you get access to the pool, you get access to the estate. Wait house. a minute, there's a pool. I know. I was going to say, hmm, talk about the pool. <laughs> Beth yeah. and I are on a mission to go to every oh, pool. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. We'll add them to the. We'll, you guys are. We'll work a deal. <laughs> well, yeah, we're trying to go to every pool in Sonoma. <laughs> so we we went to Coppola a few okay. weeks ago. Like yeah, we've yeah. never done that. And personally, I and I said to the people Coppola when they were building that, I'm thinking, okay, this is like the dumbest thing ever. But I didn't say that to them. Right. But I thought, who is going to come to a pool? <laughs> you just did say it to them. <laughs> I have since said it to them. At the time when they were doing it, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But in my mind, I thought, okay, I don't see it. It was so fun. I mean, it was really just, there was a lot of like grandmas with their grandkids. And then there was, you know, the younger group. But it was just a mix of people. The service is amazing. It was fun. So I said to Marcy, oh my gosh. And this was a work day. I took the day off. We Mm -hmm. did the pool, you know, for research. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I said, we have to go. We The Sandman Hotel in Santa Rosa has a pool. And I think you can pay to use mm-hmm. the pool. And I said, that's like an urban setting. Let's go do that. Let's take a day and do that. Let's find three or four pools that we can go to and then we can do a blog post. Do a wine road <laughs> <you> pools. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. we may be showing up. We might be showing with up. With our floaties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Flamingo has one as yeah, well. Yeah, I know. They've got the I said, yeah. so I think we need to make yeah. a few days out of this and, you know, just in the in a pursuit of research. Absolutely. <laughs> certainly, certainly, yes. Yeah. Um, I think the number five rule on our list of pool rules is be cool. Yeah, well, we so. are. That is dialed in. <laughs> that we're good at. No hesitation on Beth. Well, yeah. God. We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Clearly. No, I, I, I assume that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you just never know. Uh, that The pool deck and around there at Christopher Creek, I've had some meetings like wine road committee meetings there and i've taken a picture you know Mm -hmm. like we'll have some mimosas and we're sitting by the pool and the vineyards it's such a just uh becoming an iconic view off of that deck truly so i always just say you know like if you wanted to be on the committee this is where the committee meets nice excellent yeah (laughs) it's a good way to bring on people yeah we're open every day from 10 to 6 so a little later Okay, let's see. Anything else? Anything else we have to talk about? Well, I have a book. You do? I have a book that kind of dovetails uh, nicely into what we were talking before about the orange wine. Say the orange wine. It's called Tasting the Past, The Science and Flavor and Search for the Origins of Wine. Mm -hmm. And it's by Kevin Begos. Let me see. Bethy Beth's taking a picture here. But it's this man, a journalist, he's um, in Jordan, of all places, and in the wine bar in the hotel, he sees this bottle of wine and he thinks you know these are kind of areas that people really don't um, drink but it's a a varietal he's never heard of so he kind of goes down this you know the path of investigating this and learning about all these ancient wines he does go to Georgia and it's just really he ends up getting involved with a guy who DNAs the wine so they try to recreate like what did Cleopatra drink or what what would these wines have tasted like you know back in time and it's really it's not a light read, <laughs> but but it's a it's a really really good read. If you're interested in wine and the origins, it's uh, super well written and it's uh, I learned so much. It's okay. a it's a great book, and it also you know we go to Etna, we go all around the Mediterranean. You know, really we're the cradle of wine and how everything spread from the Caucasus Mountains and right. on. So. Recommend it. That's Tasting cool. the past. Okay. Sounds good. And you can curl up with a bottle of the future and <laughs> read this. <laughs> That's She's so clever. Well, you know, we uh, we make wine in Italy as well. Oh, um, really? And oh, yeah. so uh, I went over there uh, at, like just the day after our harvest ended here and I 
buzzed over there to work on some wine there. And uh, oh my god, that must have been part, beyond exhausting. What part of Italy? Was up attitude. in the north, oh, up okay. in Valtellina, which oh. is uh, you know just north of Lake Como by yes. an hour or whatever. Yeah, I know it well. And uh, I was just shocked that you know I'm doing some research as as I'm getting ready to go and stuff, and I'm like 2,300 varietals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like when oh, you're, wow. you're like, wow, I'm king of the mountain. No, you're not. Oh, like, my gosh. Sit down. They've been doing this for thousands of years. Yeah. Oh, and then you get further out, like into Georgia or Croatia and all those areas where it's, you know, it's crazy. But it's, having the DNA testing, we or so many revelations, yeah. like where our American Zinfandel comes from and right, things like exactly. that. So, yeah, it's cool. If you're geeking out. Beth's just giving me the eye here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's that. <laughs> but like yeah, reading. I, I, was, to I think I was reading this at the pool. Oh, were you? Yeah. I was, you know, reading some, I don't know. You're reading People magazine crime or, scene something. or something. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, oh, more, it, I'm more of the crime it scene was person. So My husband hot. keeps me on with toes. So yeah. we were alluding to it recently. Beth and I went to Coppola Pool. It was so hot that her book... The spine, the glue, it melted, mm -hmm. and the pages were falling out of the book. <laughs> so every time I turn a page, I have to kind of hold it, make sure it didn't just fly away. Hold it. <laughs> So I did. I have a, an item. You, you're having everything happening lately. I know. I'm so on it. So what's our item? So we always do a book and an item. Or we try to. If we don't, then somebody usually writes and then says, "What you didn't have an do item." More wine. <laughs> this is called. It's a wine and spirits aerator, and it's for your individual glass. How have you lived without this? <laughs> I can't even swirling. Let me see. It so looks you stick like it in the glass. Something you plunge with, and it, that's basically what it is. It's you just pump it. And it looks it, like it's for a tiny it toilet. Can, it's for your. <laughs> Oh, I don't have. A, somehow, I left my wine glass. So, Here. you you can use mine. Well, that's not gonna. There's nothing in there. But anyway, so air does come out of here at the bottom, mm -hmm. and it aerates, and it aerates, and it tells you there's instructions it inside. It looks like a teeny tiny turkey baster. It will work for everything. It works for red and white wine, cognac, scotch, bourbon, gin. Like it never occurred to me that those things were ever aerated. But right. but so you you. You just kind of sh 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 yeah. It's yeah. got a little sparging stone oh, on the tip. Oh, yeah. gotcha! And it forces out micro. So you can see there's a yeah. picture that kind of shows how it would get kind of bubbly yeah. inside there. Yeah. And inside, I think it tells you how many little pumps you should give, whether it's red wine or white wine or whatever it is. Wow. It says a guide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that thing called? So what's the name of it, Beth? Aromate. Aromate tabletop wine and spirits aerator. Where'd you find that? God only knows. I think, I mean, like, where do you find everything in the world these days? <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, some gift shops and it's stuff. A, with a micro bubble tip. Creates wow. tiny air bubbles. And it looks... Tiny bubbles. It looks like it comes with a clip. You can clip it on your pocket like a, like a calculator it or something. Yeah, so you never go anywhere <laughs> So anyone your shows up with that, that is an accoutrement, nobody... <laughs> an accessory for the discerning wine lover. True. Okay, I'm just saying I found super an item. Palettes. All right. Super, well, super bravo, Beth. Like she brings like it. it. Brings yeah. the item. Okay. So I have one more thing to mention before we sign off that I was just on a podcast that I want to talk about because it was so fun. The um, host, is her name is Prairie Rose, and the podcast is called Bit by a Fox. She has a blog and a podcast. Um, mostly she focuses on uh, spirits. And, like you know, cool. drinkable spirits? Or? Yes, drinkable oh. spirits. And, uh, <laughs> I thought maybe she's spirits. like a she's channel like, or something. Because she's a ghostbuster. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so, could no, happen. Spirits and... Um, and, you know, like trendy the spirits say, drink trendy, trendy cocktails. But she was here for a, a um, 
wine tour. And so we connected and we just did such a fun, fun uh, podcast. And one thing she does is she asks uh, the same three questions of all of her guests at the end. And one of them, I thought, oh, that's a good question. So I'm going to ask you. Okay. <laughs> uh, she wanted to know if you had the opportunity to have a great glass of wine or a bottle of wine and share it with somebody, past or present, not your significant other, someone interesting. That, well, that's that you would really. Well, I mean, your partner, I'm sure, is interesting. But I'm saying, like, you know, is there someone in history or someone in the wine world or someone that you would just think, oh my God, if I could crack open a bottle of wine with this person, it would be so fun. Wow, that's you got me twice today. Was <laughs> and if she asked questions. me that without you know any forewarning. I thought, oh my God, I don't know. Besides family uh, that has passed away, because that's obviously really yeah, that's choice. where I'd go. Um, I actually would probably go uh, John Kennedy. I, I was raised um, with my grandfather holding him in really high regard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I watched and read a whole bunch of different things about him and he enjoyed wine. So I think I think I would do that and partly because of my grandfather. So mm -hmm. nice. it's so a nice double connection. tribute there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. Great, Great historic figure. Yeah. Love, love it. it. What, what wine would you bring? I bring a whole bunch because <laughs> I'm going to want to get into a point where I can start really <laughs> break down those walls. He's got a, a lot bit. of stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. No That's kidding. cool. That's a good question, Beth. We should uh, get uh, Prairie Rose permission to incorporate yeah, yeah, that into our our little thing. Sure. So she was great. This was. I hope people really um, download and check out her yeah, podcast. Check it out. Uh, bit by cool. a box. It was fun. She's a great personality. So I think that's kind of it. I think I do want to remind people one more time that we could really use some more reviews on iTunes. And I had mentioned before how they make it nearly impossible to figure out how to make reviews on iTunes. Truth. So I, we have a listener who did it, and then he sent me a link that has instructions that someone had written on how to find, to rate things. On well, hopefully. So I put it on our podcast. So if you go to our podcast and look at our show notes, we have that link well, there now. Well, Apple is breaking apart iTunes. So soon that will be much easier. It'll be- Or it will be more difficult. By, well, it'll be music, you know, video, podcasts. Yeah. So it won't be this onerous, like, you know, it's just so hard to figure out. It's but difficult. soon I think it's going to be easier. Yeah. If you do the review and then you shoot an email to beth at wineroad.com, I will send you amazing Wine Road goodies. Mm. It will be well worth your time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to tell us about Christopher Creek other than the website is what? Uh, ChristopherCreek.com. That's right. Um, I assume, yeah. but then I think, well, as soon as I assume, yeah, it's something you, else. You don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, ChristopherCreek.com. We're open every day except Easter and Christmas Day. Oh, perfect. Um, 10 to 6. Come on by. Like I said, we make a ton of wines, and we've got truly have something for everybody. So yeah, we'd, we'd love to see you. And if you come on by, ask for Mike. and We will. I'll, yeah, I'll, they I'll will. some barrels as well. Yeah. We all will. Yeah, I think that I have heard that they do let you do a little barrel tasting there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I think customers love that. That's, That's nice. something a little extra. It's a little peak, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's small enough that it, it you do get a sense of really what's going on every mm -hmm. single day there, mm -hmm. no, matter, yeah. no matter when you show up. So. so we'll put that all in the show notes. We'll put how to contact Christopher Creek, their URL. We'll put your... Wine aerator extraordinaire. What's it called again? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll you nailed put it. Our, a link to our book, Tasting the Past, a link to our sponsor, and a link to our concierge service. And we'll put a link to how to put a review on iTunes. Mm -hmm. And a link to Bit by a Fox. And Bit by Fox. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. It's you bet. so great Thank to you meet so you. Much. I yeah. really love your wines. It's like funny because I don't really always meet everybody, but through the podcast, it's uh, really nice. Excellent. <laughs> well, good. Thank here. you so much for having me. Yeah. We'll see you on the wine route. Bye. Bye-bye.